Good afternoon. Welcome to the Embedded Executive Podcast. I am Rich Ness, Executive Vice President of Open Systems Media. I lead the Embedded Computing Design Team. Uh, my guest this week is Stacy Mendez. She is Avnet's Director of Global Strategic Planning and ESG. How are you doing, Stacy? I'm doing great today. How are you, Rich? Thanks for having me on. Fine. Thank you. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, first of all, uh, ESG is in your title, and we're hearing a fair amount of that lately, but what exactly is ESG? Yeah, so ESG stands for Environmental, Social, and Governance, and it's really about the processes, practices, procedures, and capabilities that companies put in place to create a sustainable company for years and years to come. So it's all about the great and responsible business practices we have. Okay, can I be sort of cynical, sort of devil's advocate with you here? Sure. How much of that is for real? And how much is companies just saying that they do this stuff just to make themselves look good? Well, it's for real and it's been for real for Avnet for many, many years. I think the difference is, is that investors are demanding to understand the practices that we have from company to company so they can compare company to company, all those sustainable business practices, policies, procedures that we have. So now it's being asked to be showcased and talked about, which may seem like there's some greenwashing going on there, but it is, and it's what the companies are doing um, to really showcase all the good works that they're doing. And as an investor, don't we want to invest in companies that are going to be around for 100 years like Avnet? We want these practices in place and we want transparency to be able to see them so that we know we're investing in a responsible and reliable company. So the way you described it, it sounds like it's quantifiable, is it? Absolutely. It is quantifiable. We do things like have transparency in what our scope one and scope two uh, energy and emissions are. Uh, we talk about our goals in terms of programs such as DEI. And we talk about our ethics and compliance strategies and roadmaps in our sustainability report. So it is quantifiable. And if you read our documentation and our publications, you can see how we make progress year over year to improve these practices and processes. Okay, I may take you out of your area of expertise here, so forgive me, but in the people whose parts you sell, like let's go with the MCU guys, for example, because they're pretty high profile, how would they quantify like an NXP versus a Renaissance versus an XST versus Silicon Labs? How would they quantify their ESG? Well, they can look, so really about ESG, as you start with saying, okay, no, not one company is perfect in anything that we do, right? And as an industry, we aren't, we aren't a perfect industry. And so what you're trying to do with ESG is show what your current, what your current processes and capabilities, uh, statistics, KPIs, and measurements are, and how you're working to improve them year over year. I think that's how you quantify um, what you're trying to do to do business better and be a responsible supplier or manufacturer or distributor, or even consumer as well. Consumers have a lot of responsibility in the ESG space. Go ahead, keep going. What's what's my responsibility as a consumer? So as a consumer, like for example, within our um, survey that we're going to talk about here in designing for sustainability, uh, our respondents said that for over 40% of customers, they believe that customer demand is what's changing their uh, opportunities and giving them opportunities to design for sustainability, right? And so as consumers and customers, if we're asking for companies to do better, they change their business practices. I mean, we are voting with our dollars as, as we used to say and say as well. So it's our responsibility 
employees to ask for more sustainable designs and other business practices. Yeah, that's pretty interesting because up until very recently, I would have always said that consumers' number one criteria is what does it cost? And I think the security issues have changed that where people, obviously cost is important, but security is is important and people are paying to willing to pay a little more for something like that's based on matter that that they know is secure. Are they willing to pay more for a company who has a higher level of VSG? And I know that's not the right way to describe it, but do you think that that the consumers are willing to do that? Yes, but maybe it's not all consumers. And that's the beauty of having an open market, right? Is that you can make that choice as to what, what are the stocks who do you want to be a share? What companies do you want to be a shareholder of, right? So with ESG, we're giving that transparency to to an investor um, to be able to make that decision. Now, your decision process and your choice might be different than my decision and my my choice. But having that level of transparency allows that opportunity for me to make that choice in a way I want to use my money and invest in the companies. So yeah, I do think some, there are a lot of us out there that will pay more. And you certainly are seeing this, especially in the environmental space in Europe. A lot of shareholders very interested in what, what the companies are doing in the it within terms of uh, environmental impact there in Europe. How do I know that the company I'm buying it, a product from has a high ESG? It, it, it isn't on a box or anything like that. No, it isn't. And it's a, you know, it's a lot of alphabet soup and a lot of, you know, it seems like really it's, it's like a lot of different specialty areas. You have to learn about the different ratings and rankers that are out there in the marketplace, decide which one you like and you and you appreciate and believe in their methodology. The methodology aligns with your value, your value system, and then go with that to be able to compare company to company, right? Okay. So put myself in the shoes of a design engineer. And I'm looking at data sheets and that's pretty much how I'm picking the parts that I'm doing. How do, how do we get this message out there to somebody who's designing something that, Hey, this guy's got a higher level of ESG than this guy. So assuming that the specs are the same, you want to go with this guy. Yeah. So I don't know if it's, it's, so there, there is looking at the company that you're doing business with. Right. And there's several, like I said, there's several ratings and rankers um, and that it, Evaluate the responsible the responsible practices of uh, of different businesses. So to name a few, there's RBA in our industry. There's Ecovadis in our industry. Uh, companies themselves have their own practices where they're sending out their own questionnaires and doing risk assessments on their own suppliers. So that they might have internal ways of of rating and ranking uh, and doing risk assessments as well. Those can be brought to the to the procurement teams and decide who, who they want to do business with. But it also starts with the product design, right? And really starting from the beginning of designing with sustainability in mind, bringing some of those practices in, and when you talk about um, design for sustainability within to the product as well. So not just looking at the company you're sourcing from, but also what are you actually, what is the product you're making? And are you making that with the sustainability practices in mind? Okay. Now you, mentioned a sustainability study. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so we went out and we surveyed uh, our customers, our procurement uh, procurement customers and our, 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 excuse me, people with procurement roles 
and our customers as well as engineers to understand what is what is going on now. Are they actually designing for sustainability? So over the last couple of years, of course, you know, with the component shortage, there's been challenges in the supply chain, and that's really been the focus. But with our study that we found now that that has kind of that has started to move, and they're seeing as designing for sustainability as an opportunity, and they've started they've started to incorporate designing for sustainability practices and tactics or plan to into their design now. Okay, very good. So what's the next steps from an advent perspective? How are you going to maintain this level? I assume it's a pretty high bar now. Uh, you mean for our high bar in what sense? Our ESG strategy? Yeah, or? yeah exactly. <laughs> it is. Well, once you start, and I started in this role about three years ago, and um, so I, it, I had the opportunity to really take the program and, and give it a, a new running start, publicly facing. And so, you know, you, you choose some of the low-hanging fruit to start with, right? And you do better year over year. And now it's, we're in, as you said, we're into the more challenging pieces. But we have some really great environmental goals. We're trying to reduce our emissions by 50%. Uh, we're trying to remove our renewable energy usage to 30% of our share as well, keeping our uh, waste to landfill um, at 75, below 75, excuse me, at 75%. Um, so keeping the waste out of landfill at 75%, so recycling or reusing 75% of our waste. We have some what are you doing with those goals? Yeah, we're, we're doing really well. We're on a really good trend. Um, there have been some challenges with the fact that our business has done so well. When you have double-digit growth year over year, uh, guess what happens when you have great sales? You have strong operations. You have people traveling uh, to do business and building those relationships and really getting back to normal after post-COVID. But we're really proud to announce that we have uh, our emissions have lowered year over year, uh, and we're we're on path with our renewable energy goal as well, and as well as waste. Did the term ESG even exist three years ago? It did, according to the reading that I've done in the history of ESG. Yes, it has. And it was typically and traditionally known as CSR, Corporate Social Responsibility, and has morphed. In, that term really hasn't gone away, but has morphed into ESG for that investor community. I think it's awesome that a company like Avnet has a dedicated position in to do that. Yeah, well, we're lucky. And well, we take it seriously, right? And um, we have a a very strong governance process uh, from the board. And then we have an ESG governance committee made up of senior leaders. We also have an ESG working team as well as my team. So we take it very seriously and look at our strategy across the company and where can we continuously improve? Because we know like, like what happened in the survey, our customers are demanding that. We're really seeing uh, quite an increase in uh, in our customers that prefer suppliers that are on this course of making improvements across the E and the S and the G pillar. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, Stacey. This has been enlightening for me because I didn't know that much about this and, I, and it is really important. Thank you. No, it's been great to meet you, Rich, and I hope we get a chance to talk again. Absolutely. That was Stacey Mendez. She is the Director of Global Strategic Planning and ESG for Avnet and I am Rich Nass. You have a great day, Stacey. Thank you. You too.